Hey guys, brand new podcast. Do I sound smoky and sultry? I could do, you know, I could, we have the setup. I should do like a legit, I wish I could. I'm, I, we can't smoke them in here. Uh, it's a new podcast. The Birdie Boy Relapse Tour is, is in full effect. I am dropping my daughter off at college right now. So I am not on the road right now. Las Vegas next week, Paso Robles, and then Sober October starts. Sober October starts in full effect. We'll talk about it. I think we're going to go down and do Joe's podcast and talk about the rules and what we're going to do. But I'm excited. I'm really excited for I love Sober, Sober October. And I think this year <clears throat> you're going to be able to play along with us. Um, I don't know. We should set up something. I, we could set up something. Maybe use a hashtag, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's old school sober October. We're not trying to kill each other. We're just trying to get in better health and better shape. And uh, and I'm excited. Today's podcast is an awesome podcast. Uh, Birdie Boy Relapse Tour, whatever. You know, something's burnings out right now. I should say that. So just so you know, uh, all old episodes are up at birdieboyproductions.com. If you want to watch an old episode, we have 35 of them, I think. There's They're up at birdieboyproductions.com. Uh, it's behind a, a paywall. It's, I think it's it's a very minimal paywall. It's a subscription-based for the whole year, from the day you buy it for a whole year. And we're putting up all our stuff on that. So the stuff that we make that is, like, high-end, the something's burning, old ones are just kind of to get you there, so hopefully you'll enjoy them. We're putting full episodes of something's burning. So, like, the one we just released was with KFC Radio. It's... Uh, it's um, from Barstool, and that is, a, I think, a two-hour and 30-minute full video. We only put an hour on YouTube. We do an hour on YouTube, and then if you want to see the full thing, go to birdieboyproductions.com and and sign up. I think all we ask for email, and I, oh, I don't remember what the price point is, but I know that it's, it's minimal just to cover the hosting fees of the videos. And like I said, we're putting up full docs, so we'll do um, Red Rocks. We just filmed all of the Red Rocks experience. Everything. It's it's fucking really good. And it's with Shane Gillis and Mark Norman. So it's kind of like, you know, getting to see behind the scenes stuff. We're going to film Alaska. I have not announced Alaska. No, no, I have announced Alaska. We're going to film Alaska. We're going to film my Omaha when I shoot my special in Omaha. I have not announced that I'm coming to Europe in January. You're hearing this for the first time right now. Uh, we're going to be filming Europe in January. Whatever. Fuck it. And Australia. I'm going to Australia next year. <laughs> we'll be filming those. And they'll all be up there. The full docs. And uh, and so we're gonna try doing that, and and we'll put stuff on YouTube, you know, shorter content on YouTube, you know, because YouTube's not great for that. But if you're like me and you're like someone who just, I I, I love taking in content, I, I really do enjoy it. And I, and I, if I'm noiser, I signed up for the fucking thing so I could get rid of the ads because I I will listen to so much noiser. That's the dictators and and uh, daily daily history. I signed up for the fucking thing. I do because for me, I just I. I I don't want to hear the ads, and I want to see all the shit. I want to see all the content. I love it. So if you want those full episodes of the past 35, and then the new ones, full episodes, and then the new doc stuff, then whatever, we're going to put a bunch of stuff up on there. Go to Pretty Boy Productions. Today's podcast. We were in Red Rocks this week. One of the best fucking times ever. I announced it. I'll be there again next year. I'm doing Red Rocks again next year. This is my second time doing Red Rocks. I brought Mark Norman, Shane Gillis, and Dave Williamson with me, <clears throat> and we had a fucking blast. We had a fucking blast, so much so that the night we performed at Red Rocks, Shane Gillis was incapacitated for the next day. 
So we did a podcast, just me, Dave, me, Dave, and Mark Norman. Did you hear that? Me, Dave, and Mark Norman. We did it in Mark's thing. We rent out all these cabins. Or let me let me rephrase that. I rent out all these cabins. I make sure everyone has a cabin. I bring all my friends. I bring all the people that mean something to me, and then and then we hang out at these cabins and and we do the show at Red Rocks, and everyone goes backstage at Red Rocks. And we party at Red Rocks when we do the show, and then we stay the next night and we saw Wilco. And so this was right before about to go see Wilco. Um, we talk a lot about. I found that I found that when I'm having a great time with Leanne, I'm more safe to explore uh, talking shit about her. Isn't that crazy? We had a great time with Leanne. Leanne Leanne killed it this week. She really set up a great great week. So if you feel like I'm talking shit about Leanne, I am. I definitely am. But just just know that it's a it's a I don't know. I, I, <clears throat> sometimes I think single guys don't understand a guy talking shit about his wife. I'm not even talking bad about her at all. I'm just uh, we're just talking. But I think married guys get it. And so it's me, Mark Norman, and Dave Williamson sitting in Mark's treehouse cabin uh, talking about, I don't even remember what we talked about. You remember what we talked about, Mans? Where were you? Oh, that's right. You were a backstabber. Uh, Spice Day, Wilco was awesome. We all went to Wilco right after this and had the best time. And there's the greatest, the, 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 the documentary we were going to release that you'll see on, uh, on Birdie Boy Productions is going to be fucking hilarious lots of mushrooms lots of marijuana lots of alcohol lots of singing where no one i get emotional i get do i get emotional oh wait Wilco, you don't have video of that though <coughs> do i oh yeah i cried at wilco i could do this intro forever right now i really could i'm in a really i've just got off stage we're in the cajun dome in lafayette we're going to uh that doesn't matter. You can't buy tickets there anyway. They're all sold out. I love you with all my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, new podcast episode. My friends, stand-up comedians and podcasters. I'm not going to tell you. You just find their shit. Mark Norman, Dave Williamson. This is Okay. Are we recording? Yeah, it's a little hot where I'm sitting. Uh, so, uh, let's start off this episode talking about Instagram photo dumps. Mark, walk me through. <laughs> well, Todd killed it at Red Rocks, and uh, you got to start off with a big one and then end with something funny and, you know, try to mix it up. It's interesting how much more this business is than just comedy. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It's editing, it's clips, it's drinking. The comedy show is one thing. I, I sometimes wonder if the comedy show is not as good as everything around the comedy show. Well, look at these TikTok queefs. They come in, they sell a bunch of tickets, and they have no act. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I think this chair is going to catch on fire. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, it's so funny, the uh, Tops Off cam last night. Oh, that was the best. Was such a oh, fucking hit. Big yeah. hit. I, I mean, it was the funnest. It was the funnest. Yep. Yep. Body positive. Yeah. Well, I, fat guys feeling good. Fat guys feeling good about. And I, I you know, it's so funny. I wonder if I don't identify as fat. Ah, <laughs> we identify you as fat. But I've, I've always said that though, Bert. Like when you were doing clubs still, and you go like somewhere in Nebraska or something, or you know, mm -hmm. and you do meet and greets with everybody that was at the club. There was all these big fat dudes who couldn't wait to rip their shirts off and take a photo with Hold you. Hold on, we've got a caller. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tom Segura on the podcast. What's up, buddy? Oh, just in time. Oh, hey, man. What are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. We're getting ready to go see Wilco. Uh, we just got done uh, Red Rocks last night. How was it? Oh, it was fucking amazing, dude. It was fucking amazing. Are you still in Denver? I'm, in, uh, I'm still in Evergreen. We're going out to Red Rocks tonight to see Wilco. We did this tops off cam, Tom, where we had a camera, like a kiss cam, floating around the audience. And it just said tops off. And it was dude after dude after dude <laughs> ripping their shirts off. It was a meat parade. Nice. That sounds super hot, man. I'm fucking all worked up now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right, we're back. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that was touch and go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have recorded that now. Could have recorded that. We would have had a million downloads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my, my point was uh, that you empowered all these big fat dudes who had probably never taken their shirt off since a pool party in eighth grade. And now they couldn't wait to post a picture of themselves on Instagram. So it was very empowering, dude, to a lot of fat dudes. I think that you were so proud about ripping your shirt off on stage. Do you think... I, do you do you have a problem taking your shirt off, right, Mark? Not really, but I'm not. It's it's not funny. My body's not funny, and I, I like. I'm a comedian. I feel like it should be funny. Yeah. So I leave the shirt on. Do you think if I do sober, we're so we're doing sober October. We we just walked through the parameters. I probably shouldn't tell. I think I told you what it is, right? No. So by the way, Meat Parade's a great name for the next special. <laughs> meat Parade. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I um so. We're doing Sober October again, and I shoot my special November 16th. Ooh. So I'm going to be in pretty good shape when I shoot the special. Yeah. But I still think what's crazy is 220 for me still looks fat. <laughs> well, you don't want to be thin. You don't want to go Chappelle and just get buff and I'm talk gonna be, about I'm going to have jacked. I'm going to have jacked arms, jacked tits. All right. I would, like to, I would like my tits not. Can I tell you? Here's what's going on with my tits. Sometimes when you make fun of someone, karma come back, comes back and gets you. First sure. time Tom lost weight. His tit, I noticed his tits had collapsed. Huh. Right? So, like, the outside had folded over. Um, and like, and the, it was like, and I was making fun of it. And then mine started to do that. And now, and now what's even worse is if I don't do push ups, I notice a distinct line in my tit where fat goes down and muscle holds the top huh. and so that's why i'm doing 100 push-ups a day i don't know if anyone's looking at your body that closely i am so. but you but you but i am but like <laughs> i can't watch my own special and go like Ugh. yeah and the first time that netflix did that billboard i don't know if you ever saw the first billboard they did to me it was just, just my belly. belly oh yeah and i did not know that was my belly <laughs> you, are you in uh what do you call it denial or delusion i think i'm delusional i think you have body dysmorphia you think you're hotter whereas you know models look at themselves and they're real thin they're like i'm so fat i need to work out and you're like i look fucking great yeah i feel like i do have body dysmorphia the, uh, but the opposite direction the other way it's like shallow how yeah <laughs> yes yes <laughs> well your body um whether you're on the heavier side or you've lost weight or whatever you you carry it well like your body isn't like a gross body to look at even when you're like have a few extra pounds like I, yeah. when i was at my biggest at 265 and we were in like that my face looks weird my face and my body my belly juts out yeah mm. like it shoots out jut is better than hang as long as you're shooting forward jut is better than hang yeah and your belt is doing less work like about yeah. a year ago your belt was really hanging on yeah like a single mom you know <laughs> uh but now the, the belt is is stable i'm down uh two belt loops oh shit <laughs> yeah. there was one time during the pandemic tour at the drive-in movie theaters where 
for whatever reason, your pants were off. Like you were, yeah. up, you were up on the big screen, and I don't think you realized it, but your pants were itching as you moved around stage. And me and Jesus were watching, like his, his entire ass might end up out. Your yeah, pants. <laughs> it's funny if I could if I could change my body. Here's what I'd change. You ready? Uh, I would I would lose weight in my face and in my pubis. Yeah, that's a tough one. The yeah. fupa. The, yeah, the fupa is really sad. Uh. Like that's the saddest thing. Pete, you saw me naked today. <laughs> like, and you saw me not fluffed. I mean, you saw the saddest version of Bert naked. You just woke up and walked out to take a pee. Ah, uh, <laughs> it's hard to look at. Neil Brennan, Good gave morning. The, Neil Brennan gave me the best line, and I kind of, man, I kind of maneuvered it. But he gave me the best tag to a joke, and it fucking killed last night. Oh, nice, Mark. You said something, and I'm curious to hear Dave's perspective. You said something last night that really landed on me. I couldn't understand why I wasn't as emotional as I was the first time I did Red Rocks. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, you're like, eh, a little different second time around, huh? Yeah, well, it, this felt like a show. The first one was like, holy shit, we're here. But this one was like, it's a Burt comedy show. That was a comedy crowd. They were loving it. That was the, a com that was a comedy crowd. Yeah. The first one was like emotional, like, oh my God, you sold out Red Rocks. This is insane. Yeah. But this one was like, hey, we're back, baby. We all know what this is. Yeah. Well, that's probably the right way to look at it. It's like virginity. When you lose your virginity, you cry, you bleed, you put a towel. <laughs> Ask down. for forgiveness. Yeah. And then after the second time, you're like, all right, this is just normal now. I mean, the first time definitely and it's just such an awe-inspiring place, too, that you have to take it all in the first time you see it. It's it's gonna make you emotional i remember when we did it the first time everyone was telling me like oh dude it's next level it's next level yeah and i was thinking like well we've done some pretty cool venues like there becomes a point where how much greater could one venue be than the other yeah and then when we got there and you walk out especially once the crowd's there and that first laugh hits you you're like oh yeah this is next level compared mm. to any other venue yeah it's so magic you, out you there. understand what they're talking about oh yeah it's funny um Shane Gillis, who couldn't be here because he got so th sick, he threw up last night. Oh, yeah. We are, we're he's all really regret not being here at, with the trashing he's about to get. Yeah. <laughs> we're all banged up right now for the record. Oh, I'm hurting. Um, he uh, he kept saying to me, I'm, I'm nervous, man. I'm really nervous. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, hey, don't worry. We all are. Like, I was nervous too. But but I was not as nervous as the first time I did it. First time was why? First time I went through, first time I did Red Rocks and first time I did the Greek or the, the time I did the Greek, I raced through my material yes same because it, yeah it's so scared Ten thousand people not laughing even though you're just setting up a joke it's still like oh god yeah no there's no noise because it's so many people it's a lot of silence so you just want to get every punchline out quick to hear some feedback yeah i was given a gift last time we did it because i was nervous about the set list i chose and you know what it was going to be like and everything and i walked out and before i even said a word a dude yelled i love your shirt uh -huh. And then uh, I started rifting with him. And did you say rifting? I did. I do that. <laughs> riffing? riffing, riffing, riffing. It's riffing. So uh, that's okay. Antonia, Chef Antonia, yeah. today said we're going hard in the pants tonight. Uh, <laughs> I said it's, it's the pain. Uh, maybe she meant it. And then she goes, "I do that with a lot of things." Did you know it's called shrapnel? And I went, "Yeah." What did you think it was? And she goes, "Scrap metal." Uh, <laughs> I was saying Chipotle for twenty years. Yeah, it's Chipotle. I thought you were going to say Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> Dave Chipotle. Um, 
Keep going, Dave. They like oh, shirt. I'm sorry. No, but then I just got a big laugh on uh, going back and forth with that guy, and that just made me so comfortable. I'm like, oh, these people are here to have fun. Yeah, and this is like you it's know, I made, vibes. I made the yeah. tremendous error last night of talking to the long-haired, white-haired guy, oh, the wizard up. in the first row, yeah. who, who then rock and roll wizard said, "I'm a lesbian," and you're like, oh, he like, I'm I'm so aware of wokeness to a point. That I thought I was misgendering him. Nah. He had a fucking beard. Yeah. He was trying to be funny. Yeah. I'm a lesbian. And I was like, Hilarious. hold on. And I'm thinking, is this a chick that transitioned? Right. Like, because I'm I'm so aware of that that I was like, I'm just going to get fuck away from it. As opposed to what I should have done is just light him up. But I was like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm going to get fucking in trouble. I'm misgendering him. He does yeah. have a beard. He has a cane. I think he's blind. <laughs> no one in the this. front row had legs. How about no, that? No, no legs in the front. I mean, the parking for them was <laughs> great, but. Yeah, literally a row of wheelchairs in the front row, like a couple of Lieutenant Dan's out there. It was, it was, in, it was a little like all. I, the first thing I thought was, "Do I have any amputee jokes?" <laughs> the first thing I thought, and I was like, "Because there are there are fifteen, no less than yeah. fifteen dudes with no legs in the front row that that all could beat my ass if they got me on the ground." That's true. Yeah, they were all they're all ex military. They're all guys that it was wounded warriors. It was wounded warriors. Oh, yeah, it was the fucking cast of Murder Ball down there. <laughs> It was yeah, wild. It a was lot of crazy. Wheels. Um, how about the pop Leanne got when she got on oh, stage? Uh, people killed. love her, dude. And she said, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> you want it she all. hasn't done anything. <laughs> she made a t-shirt. Well, she made a t-shirt. And two kids. Yeah. Sometimes I think not screwing it up is doing something. No, she people love her. People love her. It's so funny. I find it so funny because it's so not who she is to give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's funny. And then when she comes out, she hears that pop, and I goes, "Do you hear the pop?" She goes, "Was it loud?" And I was like, "Bitch, turn it off!" Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding? You know, a few people get that moment. Come on, few yeah. people in the world. Yeah. Donald Trump don't have to always be humble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, was it big? And I was like, "You heard it when I pulled my shirt off. You got a bigger pop <laughs> when you came running from the back, taking your glasses off." Oh my God, is it? Is it? I didn't know. Even know this is high up. I do declare. <laughs> uh, what did I say last night? I made. I gave a line. She goes. uh, uh, I think your story is going viral. Uh, people, uh, twenty thousand people, seen it. Or what did I say? I gave a line last night. I love doing. Here's one of the things I'd like to do more in this special is because I'm getting ready for the special is just just the fucking fine tuning where it's the little thing that is a callback. Callbacks are so fucking great. I yeah. love a callback. I love a good callback, and I want I want to really focus on fucking up leanne's accent throughout the whole oh thing. i like that yeah because i do that when i do uh when i do her first accent it's so redneck and then i was thinking in later making her asian yeah and then because <laughs> well, i made her a black guy one day and <laughs> yeah. i was like shit motherfucker yeah right yeah. and then yeah. someone's like woo and i'm like it's not racist if you're doing the voice about a white woman <laughs> that's always fun to do i did the this is not happening years ago and i got chased by an asian guy and i kept changing the type of asian he must have been Mongolian. I think he was Chinese. I think he was Vietnamese. Yeah. I think he was Korean. And it's fun to just keep going. And the they, the crowd catches on. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to let them fill in the blanks, right? Yeah. And when you were doing Leanne's uh, uh, accent, you know, in this hour earlier on, you said that she didn't like it. The portrayal. She it. Yeah. She so hates, I think she when actually you, hates it. Actually hates it. When you push yeah. it this far, I think it makes it, uh, you know, more obviously a parody. So it's less like um abrasive for her to hear well the southern accent is rarely good 
You know, it's always mean. Yeah. You're never like, oh, this guy, this, you know, debutante genius PhD guy. You're yeah. Like, How y'all doing? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's always an good. idiot. How did you not get a Southern accent? I worked. That's why I got this horseshit 1940s baseball announcer auctioneer because I just tried to skew away from Southern. Really? Yeah. So I think uh, this just came out of not just trying not to sound like my parents. Really? Oh, yeah. I can't have a Southern accent. That wouldn't fit oh, with me. I'm the opposite. Everywhere I go, I just start talking like that. When I was in college, I started dropping y'alls left and right. Oh, yeah. I love a y'all. But you guys are Floridian. Yeah, I like y'all. Yeah. Miami, like I'm like, bro, bro, bro. Yeah. In Auburn, I was like, y'all. Right. I liked. I like a good y'all. Um, I like a yonder. Ooh. Ooh yonder. That's Leanne yonder uses bags. yonder. Next level. That's a good one. Leanne's like, uh, y'all get yonder. And yeah. We'll, we'll meet up then. I'm going to go pick a switch. In New Orleans, a lot of them. How your mom and them? How your mom and them? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. How your mom and them? You got where you at? That's a big one. Where you at? Why apostrophe a t? It's like more uneducated. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. I mean, it's swamp people. I said, I said, I said that line about Leanne being good at sucking dick last night, and I know she didn't like that. There's a lot of stuff I'm saying. That's a compliment. Yeah, that's what I said. Come on. I wish my lady was good at it. Oh, Leanne is amazing i agree i mean <laughs> she is she is i don't know why i don't know i mean i had the first blowjob i ever got first blowjob i ever got 17 years old no 18 years old what did like you lose college. virginity or blowjob first I I virginity old. i lost virginity Me first. Too. really yeah. like blowjob is a little more when you grew up in miami it's a little different <laughs> yeah um are you are you turning it on right now with the what beer? Oh, yeah, it's my okay. second one. Okay, all right, I'm turning it on. Now. You want another one? Uh, yeah. Hair of the yeah. dog. Yeah, hair of the dog, baby. First blowjob I got, 17 years old. I must have been 17. I turned 18 in college, right? No, 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 I turned 18 in high school. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Well, I called one of my ex-girlfriends one time, and it's funny. It's funny. I, I put her. I called her on the podcast, and I was asking her if I could wait, if she, if she it, like, how good of a wakeboarder I was. <laughs> and you can tell that she was just like not game for it. Nah. Tom, 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 Tom and I talked about this. Tom called a girlfriend on the podcast one time. I don't know if he put this in or edited this out, but she was like, it did not go over well. Uh. <laughs> and so like, I, I would love to have this, this lady, this girl on the podcast. Um, I, I, it, so much of that relationship defined the guy I am today. Like mm. she's the reason I don't. I never had sex with a lot of chicks. I dated her all through college. She, I, she was my second, and and I stayed at her all through college. And then I had one more girlfriend. I was at three. I moved to New York with three chicks under my belt. Damn. That was it. And then and then she, uh, but her, that breakup defined me. That breakup yeah. changed me forever. And it and I and I just got back from Russia when it happened. Uh -huh. I just got back from Russia. And you've been to Russia? You never mentioned it. <laughs> I should tell it on stage. Yeah, come on. Okay, well, when I was 22. <laughs> so, and so that, that it defined so much of me, and it, and it gave me like a, there's nothing better than, there's nothing more purposeful than wanting to prove yourself to someone mm. that maybe doesn't love you or Ooh. like you just, just to, to get back to, to say like, I'll show them. Yeah. You know? That right. that that was a that she was a large part of the I'll show them. Uh, part of my life, I would love to, I would love to talk to her. She was a really awesome person. 
Uh, she really was an awesome person. She married she married one of my good friends. Oh, who was who was one of my best friends, like one an an amazing person. But uh, but I I I'm almost one hundred percent certain she would never speak to me in person, let alone on a podcast. really yeah, bad it terms. It did. It was yeah yeah. Uh. It was it was just bad. And, and even saying this isn't fair. Sure, like, because obviously everyone's got their and and the the person we were talking about earlier pointed this out to me. Everyone's got their side of the stories. Your side's yeah. always going to be. I mean, especially when you talk about a breakup, your side is so fucking skewed oh, to course. like how you felt, how you were were betrayed. Yeah, never realizing your fault in any of it. Exactly. And I and I and one day I realized, I realized very acutely all the faults I put into that relationship. How I never, I wasn't really there. I, yeah. I really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and especially you know by the time and I cheated on her. Uh, before that, and like it just probably had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah that doesn't so help. It's it was, important to date a lot when you're young, man. Uh, it's important to have your heart broken. Um, I think that it's hell, you, but yeah, it's but good. you learn. And I mean, I know some people who have married the first person they ever dated. Oh, and big mistake. You, yeah, and you can see them from the outside in if you hang out with them, like where it's like, well, you probably would have uh, known how to handle this situation better or that situation yeah. better if you'd had. Yeah. A, I heard a great quote once. We judge other people on their actions, but we judge ourselves on our intent. Yeah. Meaning like, hey, you pissed, you hurt me. Fuck you. But when we do something wrong, we go, well, I meant this. This is what I was trying to do. Yeah. And we never do that to them. So sometimes you got to get in their head and think about why they did something. Yeah. I I, I, I think about that. I think about that. That would be a cool person to have the podcast. Uh, yeah. I, well, it's also sample size too, right? If you date three different girls and all three girls tell you that you're a you know self-centered or a slob or something then you're like maybe i am yeah. even just li- living in the bus when we were living in the bus for so long you know i've my wife's been my only roommate for decades and we know how to cohabitate yeah and there was things these guys were telling me about myself where i'm like i don't do that nah. and then, but then like when everyone's telling you you do that i go maybe i do do that yeah oh dude <laughs> yeah. We, we did a roast once years ago and a bunch of me i'm not gonna say their names but one guy, everybody kept going, and how about him with the worst breath ever? He's got horrible oh, breath. Shut and like up. Every single person did it. He has halitosis. Ugh. And he pulled me aside. He's like, do I have horrible breath? And we were all like, oh, yeah. you didn't know that? <laughs> like 10 guys shitting on this guy's breath, and he had no idea. And now he knows. <laughs> I have sneaky brushed. good breath for a guy who doesn't brush his teeth very often. <laughs> how do you know? I, I just, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't. Well, yeah. poor Leanne. Oh. I mean, can you imagine having to make out with someone who just, I mean, I. You ever like take? I floss a lot. I floss Flossing aggressively. Is good. Mm-hmm. I floss more than I brush. Way more than I brush. Oh, and I water pot pick even more. Water pick <laughs> yeah, is big. Do. I waterboard. <laughs> I water pick and I blood pouring out of my mouth. Damn. Like it. Like it was a forced blowjob. Like it. Like <laughs> a toothy. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the most comfortable mattress I've ever slept on my entire life. The Helix mattress, so comfortable. I'm looking at Pete right there. Leanne just bought Pete one. She bought Pete one because, number one, it's an affordable mattress. It comes with two free pillows when you buy a mattress. I know there's a read. I should be reading the read. I'm just going to tell you what you need to know. You go to their sleep quiz. You take their sleep quiz. It takes two minutes. Within two minutes, you find out how you sleep. If you sleep on your side, your back, your stomach. and and, and, And they set the right mattress for you. Then they send it to your house comes in a box it took me two minutes to put this mattress together legit i recorded it it's on instagram two minutes you get two free pillows 
Two, two, two is what I say in my opinion. And I'm telling you, it's just comfortable as shit. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. You're going to get matched to your mattress. Don't take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick by 2021 and by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Burt, take their two-minute quiz, and they will match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Burt. Today on the plane, I was reminded how fragile life is um, and just how instant it happens overnight. And if you're thinking about life insurance, let me tell you something right now. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones you love? If you're thinking about that, if you're asking yourself this question, choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, just answer a few quick questions about your health in an application. You just need a few minutes and a phone and a laptop to apply, and Ladder's smart algorithm works in real time, so you will find out if you are instantly improved. No hidden fees. Cancel at any time. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days, and their policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims. They are rated A and A-plus by AM Best. Ladder's customers rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they made Forbes Best Life Insurance 2021 list. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross that off your list right now. So go to ladderlife.com slash Burt today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R-L-I-F-E dot com slash Burt. Ladderlife.com slash Burt. First BJ. Oh, first BJ. That's right. So, well, I feel bad. If that girl hears this, she's going to be like, I, uh, uh, it was, it was really, I mean, it was funny. I feel bad. She's definitely not listening to this podcast, but <laughs> I was in a, my bunk bed. I'd never gotten a blowjob. So I, and I thought for a blowjob, <laughs> I, like thought you blew. I thought you blew. Yeah, of course. So it was a loft bed in a, in a dorm. And I remember she went down there unprovoked, right? Like nice. I, she like went and did it. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I have been dreaming about this for 18 fucking years. And here it comes. And I like she, the idea of a two-year-old bird's like, one day i'll get blown <laughs> dude i fantasized about girlfriends blowjobs sex kissing playing with boobs i fantasized about that so aggressively same as a seventh grader oh yeah eighth grader that's called puberty ninth grader i i remember i remember i had a friend who had a girlfriend who was in ninth grade i was in eighth grade and she had a great set of tits and he broke up with her and i remember quietly thinking why would he ever yeah. break up with her why would he ever she has tits you can play with her tits what does it matter what she says or how she behaves you got everything you need bud you got the yeah. tits are there the tits are half the fucking equation i know but do you ever you ever see that quote on, i saw this on a bathroom wall when i was like 12 and it said think of the hottest girl you've ever seen some guys tired of fucking her yeah it like blew my mind and it's true yeah. Like uh, Jude Law fucked his nanny. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fucked his nanny. Yeah. Guys, no, new caller, Shane Gillis. Shane uh, Gillis calling in. Hey, what's up? What are you doing? We're doing a podcast, drinking cold beers. Come on by, you fat retard. I cannot. I cannot. I'll tell, tell me when you're done. Why? Uh, I'm, I'm dead, dude. 
We're all okay. dead. We're gonna we're gonna revitalize you. One beer after the after the pod. Hit me up. Okay. Man. All right. Hey, listen. We got a big <laughs> night tonight. So, oh, you fucking. He's, he better not bail on the band. I guarantee he is bailing. No way. That we, was a we, big we, sigh. We'll we, put him in the car. I say we hold him down and put mushrooms in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> It'll be the first time he's eating a vegetable. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh, fuck. What were we talking about? BJ. Uh, um, uh, no, first blowjob. Oh, tits. Tits. Oh, the, guy tits. With tits. the girl with tits. Oh, my and God. And then someone's tired. Oh, uh, Arnold Someone. Schwarzenegger's nanny. Yeah, it's just a different lady, you know, yeah. and a lot of women are like, why would he have Maria Shriver? He has this girl. He has this model. Why would he? And you're like, like, uh, what's her name? Emily Ratajkowski, that smoke show. Oh, her boyfriend you. cheated. And people are like, what are you crazy? You got the hottest woman ever. And it's like, ah, it's different. She, uh, I, it's funny. I, I can't, I, I take it back. I mean, I, I try not to talk in absolutes anymore, but <laughs> I remember I, for that blowjob, she, we were in the, uh, bunk bed and her head was hitting the ceiling panel Damn. and I thought I'm going to get asbestos from this bitch <laughs> and she sucked on my dick and I was blown away speaking yeah. of sucking on my dick my wife Leanne Christ hey. what's up baby doll where are you in Mark's room doing a podcast oh fine okay I just didn't know where you were Have okay. fun. hey what was the jobs. book you read about blowjobs what uh, I can never remember the name of that book it's got a really long name is it a pop up book <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> can't remember the name of it okay I never can remember. it's called everything sucks all right all right <laughs> it's called everything sucks that's right all right i love you just keep sucking that's what yeah just keep sucking. that's a t-shirt it Birch. ain't over until you choke Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. bye so she started sucking on my dick and i remember going yeah i think i remember wanting to go i think you're doing it wrong and then i was like but i like the way you're doing it so i'll just go with your way mm. so i thought she'd be blowing on it like going like if you blew air in it yeah or something and uh and it was it was pretty I, I was pretty amazing and i remember at the at the end i said that was fantastic and she goes yeah i get that a lot and i was like not not what i want to hear i was like good <laughs> my third She's today like, yeah, i'm good at that and i was like oh yeah she was yeah she was great now where are you guys at on ball play <laughs> some people some uh, guys like don't even touch the can ball I, some can guys i be like, honest with you i think both guys are for it no yeah. mine mine shrink up into my body during a blowjob my balls disappear during a blowjob. Yeah, Whoa. I'm, I'm I'm up for anything that gives variety. Like, yeah, doesn't have to be like the same way every time. But every you know, every blue moon, a little something new. Like, oh, ball play, okay. Yeah, I like a ball play. Tug them, squeeze them, poke them, lick them, suck them. Yeah, go nuts. Speed bag. I think. Uh, what about finger in the ass? Nah, I haven't gotten there yet. Never. Never done it. I'm too scared. I'll like it. It's uh, like <laughs> happened to me once and took me by surprise. Oh, yeah. Knocked the wind out of me <laughs> yeah. to the point where I said, I wouldn't mind that again. <laughs> yeah, wow. I remember why well, I remember I asked Leanne to do it one time. I used to have a joke about it and I go, hey, put your finger in my ass. And she just goes, what? And I go, nothing. <laughs> nah, I've never I've sometimes before a shower, I'll like check the oil, see how yeah. things smell. And I've never not smelled like shit. Oh uh, yeah! At this point in my life, it's I would be like, I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody. And with your diet, it's <laughs> was, all meat and yeah. beer. In my, I, don't, I think once you get in your forties, you shouldn't be uh, experimenting with uh, the asshole. Yeah, she takes her finger out of your, her, your ass, and yeah, the, yeah. the gel off her fingernail comes off. She's like, <laughs> "Whoa, you peeled off my finger It's like a dipstick in my Jeep. Yeah, she's like, "Is that Stubbs?" Uh. <laughs> no, I, uh, 
I have added a couple times. I don't think there's anything I haven't done. Men? Nope. <laughs> Never done a man. All right. That's something. Never I got done a man. Blown by a guy once. Well, no. On accident. Wait, tell that story. I think I've told you this story. No. I went down to Mexico when I was 19 with a bunch of guys, and they were all getting hookers, and I was like, I don't want to get a hooker. I can't do it. And then they all kept making fun of me, and I go, fuck it. I'll get a BJ. And I go into this one bar, and this very attractive lady was like, 20 bucks. Great. We go into a private room. She puts a condom on, starts blowing me. I touch her hair. It tilts. And I go, that's weird. Then I grab her boob. It's hard as hard as I am. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I walk out. I'm going, oh, that felt great. And all my friends were like, were you in there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got a BJ. And they're like, ah, that's the trans bar or whatever. And it was back when trans was new. So I was like, ah, shit. Uh, I refrained the whole time. And then I got one by a guy. Well, well, that's not bad. You had a condom on. It didn't count. All right. Yeah. If it was, if it was skin on skin, I'd worry. But like condom. <laughs> Condoms aren't even cheating, I don't think. If oh, you wear right. a condom, All if right. I wore a condom, if I if I if I had sex with another woman and I had wore a condom, I'd go and Leanne was like, Did you have sex with another woman? I would definitely go, Hey, I wore a condom. It's not cheating. Yeah, there was no penetration. If I it. if I had sex with a chick, if I had sex with a chick, this is weird that my brain would sincerely rationalize this. If I had sex with a chick uh and didn't wear a condom, I would feel very guilty. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, like, I would feel like I was doing there's like re- there's like thing. some serious repercussions other than just cheating. I don't know about the condom thing. So if you shake someone's hand with a glove on, you still shook their hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well if so someone gives you a hand with a glove gre- on, it's not cheating. Yeah, you still greeted them. <laughs> so I so so I when Lan and I first started dating, I did a dominatrix uh segment with um for the hurt bird. Yeah. And we were we were dating. We were like committed dating. And uh and I got in, and I was totally naked, and two women were half naked, and they had rubber gloves, and they were just playing with my dick and and t- tasering me and, and pouring hot whipple, wax, wax on my nipples Whoa. and putting lube on me. And it was, and I was like, and I remember in that moment going, am I cheating? Right. Because it, it is, technically it is, but it was for a TV show. Yeah. And then I remember saying to them, are we shooting a porn right now? Because we kind of are. <laughs> And they were like, everyone is like, kind of. And so there was only one thing that happened where I actually, we had our safe word was marshmallow. Mm. And she put me in a latex, a tight latex wrap, wrapped my body up and put a tube in and started putting lube inside the thing and moved, uh, was moving the lube around my body. And then it got to my dick and it, it as soon as they had my dick, all of a sudden my dick moved. She moved yep. my dick. And I immediately got the feeling that I was extremely turned on. You know when you get turned on and you're like, now I'm going to make poor decisions. Yes, And I yes. went, and I went, marshmallow. And they were like, what? I go, marshmallow, marshmallow. And I hadn't said marshmallow all day. Good man. Because all day I was disconnected. It's like when you get a lap you're dance. You're feeling yourself getting carried away. Yeah. When you get a lap dance and you're kind of like disconnected and you're like, yeah, like you're talking, you're like, yeah, whatever. It's fun, but you're not like, and then, and then the moment where it would shift where they were like hey i can i can take you in the back and suck your dick yeah but you, like, if you if you're not if you're not uh this is going to come out wrong but if you're not in, in, involved in that moment if you're a little bit disconnected then you can very easily answer i'm i'm going to i'm going to pass on that right. but there are guys who get so hot, like yes. hopped up, but they go, I'll suck your dick. Like, how much? Hundred bucks. I'll, I'll give you yeah, all my money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're trying to talk your buddy into jumping off a really tall pier into the ocean or something. He's like, No, I don't want to do it. I'm scared. You're like, 
Oh, you don't have to jump. Just come right over. You just get yeah. a little bit closer, yeah. a little bit closer. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's like, I've come this far. I might as well jump. Exactly. I think that's the whole thing with with cheating. I used to have that mantra where I'd say, I do, I do not cheat on my wife. I do not cheat on my wife. You want to know something crazy? Dave pointed this out to this is okay to talk about, right? I think so. Uh-oh. So I, I don't know what you're I, gonna no, talk about. I, I was I have always I've always had this joke about in the machine special in the machine thing where I would go, I do not cheat on my wife, and I, and I never have. But I was so vocal about oh, it. Oh yeah, you declare it so much. And I realized I was vocal because my dad cheated on my mom. Whoa! And, and I was doing it. I was I was virtue signaling unconsciously, subconsciously, because I was so defined by that moment that my dad cheated on my mom that I just wanted to make sure that I never did that to my kids. And I was and 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 I was saying it out loud. Heavy. Just so that everyone knew I didn't. So yeah. don't even fucking come to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I put it out there going put it out there a lot. Yeah, yeah, like I don't do coke. It's like a sober person. Yeah. Like a person who's sober goes, I'm sober, I'm sober. 22 months and they talk about their sobriety all the per- time. Yeah. I think cuz my dad cheated on my mom and it kind of fucked me up really bad. And then I had this epiphany. I had an epiphany uh, recently where I said, I get it. I get why he did it. Like, they were older, and all, and the kids were leaving the house. Mm. I left. My, me and my sister were gone. It was just him and my mom and my youngest sister. And my dad's like, and I remember my uncle saying, your dad is just a man with wants and needs like every other man, just like you are. And he's not, he is your hero, but you got to give him space to fuck up. And be a regular person, mm-hmm. and I couldn't give him that space. I could not give him the space. And then, and then, randomly, I just had an epiphany where I realized I get this. I get to live a very cool life. So maybe for me, not cheating on Leanne's not all that difficult because I get to do these amazing shows, and, yeah. and she's cool. She you have something me. else feeling, yeah. feeling, feeling that void inside you, make you feel alive. Yeah, and so, mm. and I realized, oh, if I didn't have this, if I didn't get to do live out my dream, um, I would. I probably would be pretty at, at fit, turning fifty years old, uh, and I would probably be a little lost and a little kind of going. Yeah. So this is it. Same. So I I, I sat my dad down. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, recently. Yeah. What happened? Uh, Did he describe the cheating? I've, no. Oh, God oh. no. I. Uh, it was funny. I um. He, I wasn't going to be able to see him, and so I ended up taking getting a private flight to spokane so that i could have dinner with them yeah that night yeah and so i took him i just sat him down and i said hey i i never forgave you for cheating on mom and i and i just want to you to know now that i understand like i understand what you must have been going through and i and i completely forgive you and he was like he was like well yeah my buddy i'll buddy. you and then deflected and then said you know your, your mom's the real hero in this story because your mom forgave me. Yeah. Wow. And he goes, he goes, I, I appreciate you forgiving me, but acknowledge how great your mother is that she gave me an opportunity to come back and redeem myself. And I went, it was a fucking great conversation. Wow. It was all based on the fact that like we were talking and I was saying, like, oh yeah, I, I was it was just a, like going like I don't I mean, I'm we were talking I was talking to Shane Torres about it today. We had a friend leave his chick, his like 50-year-old, 55-year-old chick, and start dating a fucking dime right mm. 30 yeah, years old dime mm-hmm. dime he's like i'm the happiest i've ever been and i was like oh i can understand that i can understand you know being like i it, i can wrap my head around it what's crazy is that more women don't do it cheat just go like i'm fucking just, out just I think uh, it's different level up yeah well there's a little of that you know you marry <clears> the rich guy or whatever you, you're with your high school sweetheart then you eventually break up then you marry some 
oil tycoon. That happens for women. Oh, yeah, Anna Nicole. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you don't think they were in love? Now, you know what's crazy? You've probably met. <laughs> you've probably met the guy, the lady your dad hooked up with. Isn't that? That's a brain twister. Uh, I did. Oh. I didn't know who she was. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that that was going on, and my sisters did. Oh Jesus! It was, it was a bad. It was a bad period in our family's life. It's such a hard thing because you got to get her. Off yeah, the the port- Fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, the new podcast will be invented. Um, it, obviously, that's something between your mom and your dad, and it's up to her to forgive him. But then, yeah, you forget the collateral um, damage it does. Oh, Liam would never forgive me. Yeah, Liam would never forgive me if I fucked some chick. I started. Maybe I mean I don't I mean I don't, like. If I fucked a chick and I, and I would have to come clean, I, I I know it would be it would oh it would eat you apart it would eat me yeah. apart it yeah. would eat me apart. She would never forgive me, I, and it would fucking ruin everything. She's she her first thing would her first thing she'd say is, "I've been cool as fuck to you." Right. Yeah. She's never put rules like we go to. I remember one time I was at the Playboy Mansion and I and I and this is when we were young too, and there was two gorgeous fucking women. And I had uh, pictures of me and them topless and and hanging out. And there was like a, a thing, and the photographer sent it in, in an email like, hey, man, here are the pictures from the other day, the work you did over Playboy. <laughs> and they came up, and I opened them up at dinner, not even realizing. And it and she was cool as fuck. She goes, guys, she's beautiful. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they were really pretty. She goes, oh, my God, looks like you had a fucking blast. And I was like, yeah, I did. Didn't give a fuck. I mean, times we got, wow. I remember calling her from a strip club going, I need you to pick me up. Yeah. You're doing cocaine and everything. Damn. And she came and got me and she was cool. She has been a ride or die yeah. for everything. And and I think, she's a good egg. I think that if I fuck some chick, she'd be like, you can't blame her. Well, I, I can't blame her at all. No, she, I can't blame her. You'd think there'd be a part of her that would go, I can't blame him. Look, he's ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think, uh, I mean, look, you shouldn't do it, but I don't think a lot of women realize it's like an oil change. Like, you're, you're not connected to this woman you bang, yeah. like you cheat with, but you still can't do it. I think she'd forgive you depending on the circumstance. If you just got, like, hammered one night and got into a real sketchy situation and then the next day told her, like, oh, my God, I really fucked up or whatever. I think That she, happens a lot. I, mean, I get fucked up a lot. Yeah, but you, you've never crossed that line. No. But I think that if you were... Uh, Running around having a relationship with someone, yeah. Then you're, uh, then she'd cut your balls off. That's probably all I'd want. I'd then she'd take be, it for all your money. Because I, I'm, I'm not. That's the other thing is like I don't have had sex with a lot of chicks, so I probably wouldn't want the one night stand. Mm. I would be a a relationship guy. Yeah, you'd be the second family guy. <clears throat> oh, whole... I could really get into that. Ah, I, I could have secret busy. families all over the country. <laughs> I would love. I, I actually, I actually, not even joking. I would. I could definitely get into having a second family. That's wild. It's, I could definitely get into having you sister gotta, wives. Please, two wives. Keep no, 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 happy. No, 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 no. I've never pleased one wife. I'm just going to do what I've been doing this whole time and just paying everyone's bills and do and focusing on Bert. I'll agree with that next year at Red Rocks. Let's hear it for Leanne. Woo. Hey, and now Sheila. And, yeah. <laughs> Susie, get out here. The other one out. Hey, guys, guys, my daughters have gotten older and they're not quite as funny, but I want to. I want you to meet Derek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the new kids. The new oh kids are fucking hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> what, do you think that you were talking earlier about being uh, a kid and being like very horny or, you know, whatever. But we, it was very different for us than it is today with kids going through puberty with having yeah. the internet and the world's just a smaller place. Like we had a box of Playboys that we had like stashed, you know? Yeah. They're saying people ever having less sex now than they ever have in history. 
just because there's other outlets. There's porn. There's porn and all this other stuff. So you, you can get porn so easily. So it kind of curbs your sexual appetite. I wonder I wonder if that affect how that affects like young boys going through puberty. Like it's you know, not good. Oh dude, if I had act I mean what I jerked off to was so borderline uh pervert because you couldn't get the real thing. No. So it would be like a woman on a beach in a magazine where her the part of her nipple was showing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the areola. Yeah, and you'd be like, that, that'll be mine. And then you'd tear that page out cleanly so your mom would never notice missing out of yeah. Vogue magazine. And you'd hide it in your room, and then that would be your go-to. Totally. I remember uh, the first time I saw full-blown porn, and I, I didn't know what the vagina was. It looked so weird to me. It's a weird organ. Oh, well, the uh, my exposure was at my grandpa's house. He had some centerfolds from, like, the 70s Ooh, pinned up in his garage. Full bush. Yeah, and then... My dad had a box of VHSs from when he was uh, probably in college, yeah. and I knew where it was hidden. Uh, and so I'd go, when they were you know out at dinner or something, uh, me and my buddies would sneak that and watch yeah. it. And then we'd rewind it to where it was, like my father would remember uh, from 15 years ago. You always, know, Always a little fuzzy on the cum shot, because <laughs> well, people keep rewinding it and replaying it. And whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, Dude, flash dance. I used to jerk off to flash dance oh, a lot. Flash dance was hot. But I, yeah. I, I thought every woman was uh, looked like a someone in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> it could do worse. Yeah. Those were naturals, baby. Why? Uh, my friend had a printer and the internet. It was back when the internet was like a phone. You put yeah. a phone on some jack. Dot matrix. Yeah, the yeah. and he would print out and it would go yeah. and take forever. And he would he printed out this one naked chick and he gave it to me. And I remember folding it and keeping it in my pocket. And I was mowing the lawn one day and I'd be like, "Woo, take a break and look at it." And then put it back in my pocket. Motivated that's, you? That's how rare it was to see a naked lady. That's fucking great. Do you remember when you saw the first porn that kind of freaked you out? And you're like, oh, my God, that's a, that's a squid in her pussy. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck are we watching? Oh, there was an yeah. eel. It was an eel. Eel. I remember it was Japanese porn. What? And it was and, Oh, you're, and I, I thought you were using a metaphor. Yeah, like, oh, that's I, for I real. So too. I remember it was, it was right when the gloves came off on the internet and your friends were like finding the most fucked up shit oh, yeah. and sending it to you. And it was two chicks, two Japanese chicks in a bathtub and they were squirming around. And all of a sudden the one girl popped up and an eel shooted out of her pussy. And I, and I actually sent a email to my friend saying, I no longer want to be included on these <laughs> because I think this I'm might out. be breaking my fucking heart. Like, yeah. I think this is like, I shouldn't see women like this. No, an eel. What the <laughs> fuck? That is weird. That's so, how COVID started. <laughs> When, uh, when I was a kid, I used to work in the parts department at my dad's business um, on the summers, mm. and they had a folder, like a bind, like a trapper keeper size folder oh, yeah. that they would collect just crazy shit like that. Yeah. And it, some of them was photocopies. Some of it was torn out of magazines, but it was just a collection. They had volumes of it, you know, over the years, just crazy stuff. You could open to any page and just be like, oh my God. So uh, when I went away to college, uh, my grandma would come in with care packages mm. and she'd ask them to ship it to me and they'd be like of course mrs williamson yeah we'll send this up to david the cookies or whatever mm -hmm. the second she'd leave they'd rip it open yeah they'd photocopy as many horrific things as they could and they'd bought they'd wad them up so that it would be like the packing you know yeah and then uh ship it to me so whenever i opened <laughs> up something my grandma does all this nasty shit poured uh. out everywhere <laughs> you ever think back to those one-hour photo people? I mean, we were taking photos on disposable cameras and just sending them. Oh, to be yeah. And those guys must have seen so many dicks, so many tits, kids. There were so many times in college when I went to go pick that up. And they were oh, like, they're yeah. just like, they've been waiting for you to come in to put it in. 
uh, face with yeah, the images. Yes, exactly. Like, uh, that was a big man. move. You didn't remember. You didn't remember no. there was something to be embarrassed about or not. Totally. That was a big move as soon as, uh, like, bar mitzvahs or, you know, like, any party in high school is a uh, girl has a camera. You grab her camera, and everyone just took pictures of their dick. Every time. Well, at my wedding, we put 30 disposable cameras out on all the tables, and several of them were not used properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we got them all developed and i had to sift through them that's what we do the family that's what yeah. people do yeah. now that's a, now that's like a fucking legit offense right to take pictures of your dick with someone's phone that's the difference between men and women you know if, if a lady did that we'd all be like hey cool but if a guy does it it's like that's assault brother i really wish leanne and i had videotaped our sex when we were younger same I really wish I would love to, I would love to watch that. Oh yeah. I, mean, I would love, I, you know, I would, that would be, that would be my spank bank material. Like that's all I would jerk off. When I watch porn, it's interesting. The, the, just the younger porn. you. Is what you <laughs> no, no, you, no, you? just me and Leanne. Like I, when I watch porn, I, I only watch porn that is. Probably watching himself. Like I look so skinny. Mm-hmm. I would have looked, I would have loved all that hair. That. Oh, that was a good move. B man. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I used to only watch porn that is from the perspective of what we do sexually. So, like one of my favorite porn porn perspectives is from a guy going like a guy going down on a girl where you look up over the horizon. Oh. I love that angle. You know, they did a study. What's the most watched body part on a woman that guys watch during a porn? Tits. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Face. What? Really? Face one because you want to see how she's reacting. Sure, you like tits and ass and vagina, but oh, interesting! Face is number one. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I I think I'm a, yeah, maybe I do. Because you see the tits bounce, you kind of got it, but the face keeps changing, and you're like, oh, she liked that, or she's bored here, she's angry there, or there's sleep. There, people, everyone's experienced tits. Not everyone has experienced a woman going, oh, uh-huh. oh like you know, like, I know, I acting, you know, yeah, good yeah. point. I, uh, yeah, well, that's funny. I don't look at Leanne's face a lot. I look at her tits a lot. I love looking at her tits. Yeah. It's like my you... only thing I look at. <laughs> like, to the point where I wonder if she thinks I, it's because I wasn't breastfed. Uh... Like, I, like, that's how much I look at tits. Yeah. I get to, my lady, I just, I'm watching TV, just holding a tit. I love a tit. Oh, I love, I love. I said to Leanne one time, you can get me to do anything in the world if you ask me and you're not wearing a bra in the morning. Oh. If you ask me and maybe lean forward a little bit and go, hey, will you do me a favor? I go, uh-huh, 100%, whatever. I remember uh, I remember. Uh, she will not, she puts a bra on the first thing she gets up. Yeah. But right when she gets up, she puts a bra on. She was like, I ain't one raised like that. Now, if there's someone coming to our house, I'm going to put a bra on. <laughs> He's got Aunt Jemima at your house. Can't here. have my flapjacks <laughs> flapping all around town. <laughs> flippity floppity. Flippity floppity. Flippity floppity. It's like a trend now of women with no bras. I don't know if that's hit LA, but it is bananas. But in, LA, in New York, when I moved to New York, it was no bra Ooh, city. Wee. Welcome to the titty. And I was like, what the titty. fuck? I'd never seen a girl not wear a bra in my life. The titty that never sleeps. I mean, it's when it's beauty. humid outside, it's got to be kind of nice. No. No, you think it's. Oh, I would, I, would, I would definitely want a bra. I want a bra now. Nah, just because it's like I'm a little overweight. I'm a little overweight. I wouldn't mind holding it tight. When Leanne was young, she got a tattoo on her foot. Did you know that 30% of Americans have them and 40% of people under 35 have them? If you're one of them, then I just found about an awesome new product that you're going to love. You got to check out Mad Rabbit. Mad Rabbit is committed to reinventing, reinventing 
Tattoo Aftercare. Follow, founded by two friends with a passion for ink, Mad Rabbit creates simple, effective, and natural products that help improve the healing process and preserve your ink, all delivered directly to your door. Their hero product, the Tattoo Balm, revitalizes, replenishes, and proactively preserves your ink. It's effective on both new and old and all types of skin types. When Mad Rabbit says natural ingredients, they mean it. The balm has eight ingredients, shea butter, cocoa butter, beeswax, calendula, sweet almond, lavender, frankincense, and cucumber. That's it. So forget the days of ingredients you can't pronounce. With Mad Rabbit, you know what you're putting on your body is truly all natural. Plus, they've got all the products you need for your tattoos from a tattoo sunscreen to a soothing gel and more. And in April 2021, just two years into Mad Rabbit's existence, they became a carbon-neutral company because they believe in leaving the world a little better than when they started it. I'm telling you right now, Mad Rabbit is freaking awesome. Leanne's got ink on her ankle, and we got the product, and we put it on her ankle, and it came to life immediately. It looked fantastic, and she's been using it almost anytime she wears any, like, uh, slipper, sandal, high heel, she throws it on there because it's there. People see it. Halston uses it. Halston loves it. Yeah, I have tattoos on the outside of my arm where the sun hits the most. And so, like, tattoos tend to fade. And I have one that's a jukebox that's full of color that just kind of looks dull until I put Mad Rabbit on it. And it just, like, pops. It, like, it really brings out the color that's been fading. If you've got any ink anywhere, this is the product for you. Check out Mad Rabbit. So when you think tattoo care, Think Mad Rabbit. They've preserved over 1.5 million tattoos. And right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for BirdCast listeners. If you go to madrabbit.com slash BirdCast and use the promo code BirdCast, you'll receive 25% off. That's 25% off when you head to madrabbit.com slash BirdCast and use our promo code BirdCast. Uh, I don't wear underwear. And so we were talking to the masseuses that are in my, my room giving ladies massages. Yeah. And, uh, and they were like, and I said, I said to the lady, I said, uh, what's, what percentage of people wear underwear during a massage? And she said, uh, 80%. And I said, I don't wear underwear. I, I wasn't getting a massage. I was just letting her know I don't wear underwear. Just and Leanne know. goes, he doesn't wear underwear ever. So he doesn't own underwear. So he's not going to wear underwear during a massage. And the woman then said, I actually prefer them not to wear underwear. Oh, yeah. it makes it like, easier, dude. Yeah. Interesting. And I was like, nice. Now, I, I, was, I got a massage for the first time when I was on vacation in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I was in college, and it wasn't at a trans bar or anything, uh, but I did get violated. Oh, yeah? Um, so I'd never gotten one before, so I get down there, and they're like, do you prefer a man or a woman? And on the split-second decision, I mean, I obviously preferred a woman, but in a split-second decision, I didn't want to see. I didn't want to be like... The creepo. Yeah, so I was just like, whatever, whoever's ready for She first. goes, do you prefer a man or a woman? He goes, woman. I mean, yeah. I, whatever, I don't know, whatever you have. Yeah, uh, child. First whatever. available. <laughs> Sit outside. Uh, bestiality. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I said, it doesn't matter. And then this guy comes out. Well, first of all, it was a hot chick came out, was like, I'll take him. And then the dude comes like, oh, no, I'm first or whatever. You know, uh, and me. I was like, damn it. So then I get back there and then he comes in to massage me. And, you know, normally they don't pay a lot of attention to your legs. They kind of gloss over your legs. They get up to the good stuff, right? I've, sure. had, them, I've had them dial into my legs to the point where you're going, oh, stop it. Yeah. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, legs hurt. But this guy spent a lot of time on my inner thigh. Oh, boy. And I was getting, it was like so close and so like over and over again 
that I was just like really tensed up and like nervous. But I was like, be cool. You don't want to insult anybody, right? Yeah. And then he kept going, you like? Oh. You like? Interesting. Why are you so tense? You like? Oh, he thought he had a And then I'm like, yeah, I like. It's great, right? And uh, I after that, when I got another It'd massage. great if, Dave's, if we found out this guy sucked Dave's dick. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I touched his head and his hair moved. No. <laughs> No, but I just I didn't know that that wasn't I felt violated, but I wasn't sure if it was just me being um, homophobic. Yeah. And then when I got other massages, I'm like, oh, nobody does what that guy did to me. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, like that guy was definitely going up my thigh on purpose. Well, maybe he saw you the know? stash and assumed, oh, this guy's gay. Let me let me handle it. Uh, I didn't have the stash. Oh, oh shit. So. Dave, baby looked, face. Dave, Dave looked like a creep at that one at a younger age. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he was. He, did, he didn't look like you don't look like you. You're approachable now. You had like like dane cook eyebrows and he was like and he was like in shape and kind of like held a mic like a weirdo oh in my comedy career oh my god he held the mic like this like he'd hold it like this yeah and he's like (laughs) he starts in miami yeah he's like he's like yeah my mom (laughs) my mom said call me the second you get off stage i said mom like, welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> um, Christopher Walken. Yeah, um, all right. Hey, you're I'm much learning. more approachable. You're much more approachable now. You've gotten better. Hey, I, there mean, you I go. hope so. You want yeah. to go the right direction, right? Yeah, you're friend. But I was like that too, where I was like, I was fun party boy when I was younger. Like, I'd be like, "What's up, guys? Yeah, look, hey, whoa, can I remember this idea right now? Like, yeah. whoa. And I, now I look at it and I just look like a fucking jackass looking for approval, begging uh, for approval on stage. We were all there. Well, you're still working through it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds we do not get a Shane Gillis at the concert tonight? He's coming. He's coming. He you wouldn't think? do that. He's not think? that big of a wuss. <clears throat> I'm gonna if if he if he says he's gonna back out, I'm gonna go on Instagram and ask everyone to unfollow him. Yes, <laughs> we'll bring up the SNL stuff. We'll, we'll repost all of it. Just get it going again. Be like, hey man, Andrew Yang's gonna be there. I'll be, like, I'll be there in a second. <laughs> Nate Diaz will be there. He goes, it's so funny. I was t- we were joking around at the at the water the other night, and uh, I came. Up, I was saying there, I would I would love to. Uh, by the way, copyright infringement on this guys. No one take this idea. I said it would be cool if they had a, a a show called Cancel Court. Oh yeah, where you know you go in and they they sift through all your podcasts and or whatever, and then they bring them up, and you've got to defend it. And or if you've done something egregious, you go to a cancel court. You talk to you know like like uh, Roseanne Barr's there, OJ's there, like Whoa. a bunch of like just like the, all the people that you know can't get work because they've been canceled. OJ is the- a little different than Roseanne. <laughs> I mean, that's a bit of a leap. Okay, Bill Cosby, uh, uh, there we go, R. Kelly, <laughs> and so and so. But then they go, all right, for your crimes, we're gonna ask that you get a seven-inch scar on your leg, anywhere on Ooh. your leg, and then and then once you get it, you go. Now they're get forgiven, and America watches them cut into your leg and you're like fuck damn fuck. and then they sew it up just sew it right up and they're like you're, you're forgiven Got and, real and, dark. but the whole point is i like it. is everyone's giggling it's a joke show never it's never gonna happen and shane goes eh, i don't find that funny uh, <laughs> and you're like you, you forget and then he showed you, you a scar you forget yeah. he the 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 as well as he's doing right now he had to go through that for real. He went through hell. And yeah. that's what's so annoying when people go, oh, he's fine. He's selling out theaters. He's doing great. You're like, well, what about the mental shit he went through for two years? The depression, the PTSD. Not feeling yeah. like you're welcome at comedy clubs. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm sure he would have much rather have just been on SNL and have 
I don't even know the people on SNLs, but but one of those guys' careers exactly. where he's like just is an ABC sitcom now and sure, you know, yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing great and he's hilarious. So. He is fucking funny. I mean, Louis always said he's like I would have rather done two years in prison and just gotten out clean than this weird like looming whatever for forever. How many people do you think in that audience knew of the past SNL thing? Uh, that's a good question. Say I would 10, say 000. I would say ten percent. Yeah, yeah, you're many. probably right. Like, not I don't think very many people remember and I, that. I think zero percent of them cared about it. I yes. think if, I think if you if you had played his set that he did last night, and then on on the way out, you're like, hey, just cur- uh, curiosity. This is that's a guy. great question. I think a lot of people have been like, oh, I don't give a fuck. He was funny as shit. I did see one Asian guy doing this. <laughs> During Shane's set, but that well, was about it. Here's the I, thing. Actually, he was going like this. Yeah. <laughs> polishing a, a ninja if, star. If what Shane had said or done was something that actually uh deserved, you know, I'm regulating up like crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really hot in here. Um, I think that you know, when cancel culture takes down like a monster, then it obviously has a place. Yeah, cool. Great. But when it just takes down somebody who took a chance or made a mistake um, and learned from it, then you're stifling uh, creativity for no reason. And Shane's a great example of that because the sketches he put out puts out are Killer. funnier than anything on Saturday Night Live these days. Yeah, well, here, so, here's what's crazy is that so you're watering down a product for the sake of, uh, you know, the virtue, virtue signal. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yes and no. But uh, but here's what's crazy is that the you were someone was saying that the phoenix suns coach is in trouble yeah mm-hmm. he said the n-word a few he times. said there were, and his defense was yeah but i was just saying what someone had said i was just quoting them and using that word mm-hmm. and then i was like the technically that's the only way you ever hear white people say it technically very few people because the other is using the word yes using the word there is that's egregious kramer Use yeah, it. yeah. Came, Kramer used it. Yeah, whereas he other people are it. quoting it, and if we're if we can't even quote words, it's like, well, what are we doing? We're not living in a reality. I, mean, I get it. I guess I, get, I mean, I get it because I go if you if, the, if I just I get it and I go look, man. There's horrific atrocities uh, that uh, that are that no one can deny, and there's I understand a lot of the the things and like only because I'm a fan of a lot of really dudes who like like Killer Mike who just kind of explain what they're what you maybe you don't see as a white guy yeah that's and then good they say it and then you go oh that does make sense totally yeah, like that's the killer mike was like the guy for me that i would watch him t- go into these podcasts and talk and i would be like oh that is interesting that's really fucking interesting and, and i never really saw it that way i never saw that literally the wealth in this country was created on the backs oh of, yeah of african-americans and redlining and yeah. roads, all that shit and so and so, yeah and redlining's so real in california oh yeah and and in los angeles but Comp- and and I I don't think there's I would argue that the vast majority of per- people white people at least if they hear a guy quoting the n word it doesn't send them through the roof mm-hmm. but if you ever heard a guy using it like did yeah. you see what and you'd be like what the fuck? oh yeah everyone would call them out on that it was totally. interesting it was interesting and I'm curious to see how this Phoenix Sun things plays out mm-hmm. because it's uh. I mean, he's, I guess he's dead. There's no coming back from that, right? Probably not. They got a couple of them, a couple ends. And he's, got, he's recorded saying it? Yeah. Mm. But he, back to the stifle. I mean, you're, you're completely right. But the stifling creativity thing is so true because, like, think about a movie like Reservoir Dogs. This is a young director 
No one's heard of him. He's trying to make an independent film. It's a bunch of white guys shooting each other. It's a great movie. But now, if you tried to pitch that, they'd go, a lot of white dudes in this movie. I don't know if we can buy it or whatever. I don't know if you can make it. And you're like, well, who cares? I mean, it's just they're just good yeah. actors. Yeah, just and big so, art. Yeah. yeah, just big art. So I get it. It's good. But sometimes the overcorrection can actually hurt art because you're focusing on what color everybody is or there's no women. What the hell? And you're like, it's just a good movie. Yeah. So that it, part sucks. Well, there's a lot of movies that wouldn't be, be made now. Yeah. Uh, the only movies that are made now are superhero movies. Yeah, movies <laughs> suck. Well, it's hard. I mean, I heard someone say, I heard someone say in a quote, uh, it was a, a white guy. And he was like, yeah, I'm starring in a movie. I, I, I won't even quote him because I'm sure you can find the quote. And then this guy would get in trouble because it was a pretty aggressive quote. He was like, yeah, I'm a white guy starring in a movie that isn't dot, 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 dot. And this doesn't happen in Hollywood. And I was like, I was uh -oh. like whoa. Uh-oh. But, I don't know what these dot dot dots are. Yeah, it's a. I mean, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was like it was a different uh, uh, not, uh like uh, uh, uh attributes like uh, trans, oh, yeah. oh, I amputee, see, I see. Uh, you know, like amputee. He, he, that was one of the ones he said, and I was like, interesting. Well, if you play an amputee, Lieutenant Dan, is that appropriating? Oh yeah, well, you never. Well, you that. That you will not happen anymore. Really? No, you're. They will hire a person with no legs to play that part. What if he's a bad actor? Well, it doesn't matter. Wow, Look, man, they 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 bailed on great fucking scripts, great premises, with huge megastars attached, simply to do the right thing, and then the movie goes gets shelved. Wow. Uh, 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 Colin Jost is chick. Scarlet. Scarlet supposed to play a trans something. Oh, or, I remember whatever that. it was. Trans, I don't remember which what sex it was. Yeah, but they they were like that needs to go to a trans whatever. Sure, and they were like everyone was like, well, okay, and then the movie just died. Yeah, they're exactly. like, well, like okay, the next project, what do you want to do next, Scarlett? And she's like, I guess I'll just play a superhero. Yeah, yeah. Which shouldn't you have to get a real superhero? Can you play superheroes? <laughs> what about uh Charlize Theron playing the? monster serial killer yeah. she was ugly shouldn't you get an ugly person you should you know going down that where, path, where does man. it end is my point i used to have a problem with it this is gonna sound so fucking unwokety woke meaning like it's the most unwoke woke thing you can say i used to have a problem when i found out uh black dudes were playing uh there's a black dude who played martin luther king and he was from england oh and i used to be i was like hold on one second oh, oh so like shit. he's He's like, he's on the set. Like, it used to, I, and I, I've never really said it out loud because I, I go, I don't really give a fuck about that fight. But I go, that's got to piss off black actors in American. America. Yeah. Who yeah. Martin Luther King had, they had pictures of him in his household. Yeah. They, their, their family, he had family members who marched with the man. Uh, the, the, and then, and they, and they authentically grew up speaking and sounding like the man. Yeah. Going to churches where men like that man idolized that guy and spoke like him. The the affectations he had in speak are so so significantly Southern American that to have a guy come in and go, Hello, mate. Uh, so uh it's Marty Guy. I got a dream, so, Governor. I, I wanna I wanna run some lines by you. Yeah. He, he's like he's but, like he's like uh Oh. I had a dirt. Is that is that like that? Is that like that? Is right. that like that? Like it's gotta be fucking crazy. That's yeah, wild. but with that said. If that guy did an awesome job playing Martin Luther King, then I don't think there's any problem with it. And then that guy was talented and he pulled it off and he represented 
what he was trying to do artistically well. well. Obviously, now, obviously. if he came in and did an, a bad job, then yeah, then you're like, hey man, we had a bunch of dudes who could have done this like effortlessly, and you went. With I think the wrong I saw. Guy. I think That's I saw. You should the, get upset about it. I right? saw the guy who played Martin. Uh, can find out who played Martin Luther King? I think he's a British guy. Oh really? And I saw him on an interview, and he was like, "It's like it was fun, you know." Yeah. And I was just like, "He's like, bruv, bruv," and I was like, "I just, it just, I, I don't know, it just." It didn't rub me the wrong way. It didn't. I didn't ever reset anything until today is the first time. And this happened years ago. But I, I think my buddy was in that movie, mm. uh, Omar Dorsey. And I always wondered who what Omar's feelings were about. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, he's a great actor. Sure. I love working with him. I'm sure that's what he'd say. But it just sounds weird that like, it's like, a, like you know, when they when they get like uh, a, 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 an American guy to play a British accent, you're like, yeah. just, I mean, just get the guy with the sounds like the, <laughs> the Walking Dead, all those actors. You know, their characters are like deep south, like, we're going to murder these zombies, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. you hear them afterwards, and they're so articulate. They <laughs> still have, like, fake blood on their face, but they're like, this role was very challenging today, you know? Right. And it's like, these are, like, tr classically trained Who actors. Uh, David Oyelowo. Oh, yeah, the guy from Star Wars. Oh, that guy. He's good. He's, He's really British? I didn't even know he was British. Well, well I'm, 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 I'm assessing by the last name that, uh, that his family's from probably from graduated from the london academy of music and dramatic arts there you yeah. go i saw him on a thing and i was like oh shit that's that martin luther king dude and he was like hello conan nice to meet you <laughs> and i was Weird. like wow did you see the jamie fox thing no oh man so this was a big deal so jamie fox directed a movie or wrote a movie with uh robert downey jr playing a mexican guy because he saw him in tropic thunder he's like this guy's amazing he's got to play this mexican dude and Robert Downey's like, I'm in. They shot the movie and they shelved it because they're waiting for shit to die down. Like Jamie Foxx is too scared to put it out because he's like, I don't want to get killed by having this guy play a Mexican dude. It was kind of cool that it was kind of cool that Johnny Depp played a Native American. You're like, oh, so we, so we really don't give a fuck, right? Oh uh, yeah. Like, but he, but he's so good at at turning that character. He's Johnny Depp's so fucking good yeah. that I was like, I was like, yeah. And by the way, I bet there's part of. John, Johnny Depp that identifies as Native American. Yeah, probably. He's probably like half Choctaw or something. He's too <laughs> interesting not to be. Uh, he also has a British accent on the trial, which I'm like, what are, what are we doing here, Johnny? It's I, I, Pick a lane. So, so the Tropic Thunder, you couldn't, they got that movie in just under the gun. Like They, mm. they couldn't have done that movie a year later. I know, right? <laughs> and he killed it. It, it was so good. Great it was so good. When he, <laughs> when when we first met Simple Jack, uh, I <laughs> have never laughed harder. That doesn't. It's an amazing he, comedy. When he goes, what do you mean, you people? And then the black guy looks at him and goes, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> and how about Tom Cruise in that? Yeah. that? He killed that. Do you know he said one of his notes was, I, I think I need to have bigger hands? Yes. Yes, he's got huge hands. And he dances. He's a great dancer. Yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise is unbelievable. Tom Cruise, I'll tell you what. This is an open invite. I'll switch over to Scientology if I can become friends with Tom Cruise. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would definitely. By the way, I kind of believe in what they're saying anyway, a little bit. <laughs> like, don't no. you believe in aliens? Illegal? No. <laughs> I mean, Do you not believe in aliens? Uh, like, I guess I could see it happening, but we got so many things to worry about here. I don't even. I'll, I'll wait till they show up. Yeah. yeah, but I believe in extraterrestrials. I believe there's other life forms in the world. I actually believe that. I actually believe that there are fucking UFOs and aliens. Sure. I believe it. Pretty and and then even when I think about the stuff in my religion that I believe, I go, I mean, I, I mean, kinda. 
Yeah, it's a pretty big sample size of unexplainable things that have happened. The pyramids. Yeah. Easter Island. Uh, like literal UFOs we have on videotape. Yeah. Right, right. Joe Rogan, uh, he said they're out there, so I believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you think they're just watching us? Do you think they don't care? Do you think we're not a threat? Do you think they'll come here? What do you think? Like I think when they, when they need what they need, they'll come and get it. Just yeah. like us. And then all this cancel culture shit won't matter at all. It'll no, just be about survival. There's no racial tension. There's yeah. no men and women. It's just green guy. They should yeah. do a movie about that called Independence, Independence Day. Day. Ooh. And it happens on the 4th of July. And Will Smith walks up and just slaps one. Yeah, yeah. slaps an alien. And yeah. in the face. Keep my country's name out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm going to murder some food when we're done with this. Uh, I oh, think, yeah. I think we're eating at the venue. Oh. That sounds Jack really Henry far away. Say he was ordering something. Oh, for real? I'm yeah. gonna do both. Should we? Should we wrap this podcast up and go eat? Should we pinch? We have a down lot of fried little? chicken we should, in there. What is what we should do? We oh, should leftovers. go in. Oh, we have leftover fried chicken. Good call. Of Good call. We should go in, and we should bring a beer into Shane and force him to drink one of fries. Let's go tickle him. Let's do it. He's got a big, fat, white, hairless And then body. we hold his girlfriend down. <laughs> yes. Well, and make her drink one, too. What do you yep. guys think? Yep. I like her. I like her a lot. She's a good She seems egg. real sweet. Yeah. Nice gal. I wish I hadn't hooked up with her before him, but really cool I chick. I feel so silly. Yeah. We all. I think we all did. Yeah. That was your first blowjob. She was nine. <laughs> she was nine. <laughs> oh, all right. Boy. Uh, let's go see Wilco. Hell yeah. Let's go. Never, I don't know one Wilco song. Oh, I'm my God. Go. All right. All right. Real quick. Wilco. Real quick before we leave. Let's. How do I. I'm, I do a, I'm doing a meet and greet with Jeff Tweedy bef, in between Ooh, acts. Wee. What do I say to Jeff Tweedy that doesn't come out so fucking creepy? You go, hey, if you need any tips on the stage, I was there last night. Yeah. Uh, Saw some empty seats up there. <laughs> clean those up. You need me to send out a Tweedy. I'll uh, fill a these Tweedy. <laughs> I have four people. Who do I bring? I can bring me plus three people. Bring somebody who knows the band. I don't know the band. Yeah. You yeah. know who, them. Whoever would appreciate. No like, one. No one. I'm the only like, one that likes. Like I would have really liked to meet Buffett. Met Buffett last year, but with COVID stuff, you couldn't bring people yeah. back. Yeah. But like this, like if someone else is a fan, I would be like, be cool to meet him. But if you know, I think you'd appreciate it more. You right. Know? Here's my thoughts. Right. I bring Peter back so Peter can get his assistant's number so we can Ooh. keep in touch. Okay. Ooh, that's not I bad. I bring Leanne back. So she can go, no, for real, I have to listen to your music nonstop in the fucking house. That's two. Um, and then I bring um and then I I bring Mans to film it on his oh, phone. Oh Mans, all right. That's three. And he always knows how to behave in those situations. <laughs> Jeff, are you scared? Are you scared of driving race cars, Rogan? The best man's moment was that he met Rogan and he's like, So you you doing any fighting? How, how's your kick? And Rogan's like, Who the fuck's this guy? Man's would be like, you know, Bert was in a band in college. Are you scared to let him play a guitar? Man, if I had video of man's meeting Rogan, oh, man. it is the worst way to ever. And I said specifically, do not say a fucking word. Yeah. Yeah. Fly on a wall, hang out. Couldn't do don't it. say anything. And he's Couldn't like, do it. And he just and he makes a big whiskey and joe's like what the fuck yeah see you were on one shoulder saying that and there was a rum and coke on this shoulder <laughs> going just speak up mans just yeah. speak up you don't want him to think you're a bitch man <laughs> they want to hear your opinions it was joe like, respect you if you challenge him it was like in a uh roger rabbit when he's like Brrr! you know the guy's doing shaving the haircut and man's just couldn't hold it and he just exploded i would love i would love no nothing more than anything then John Mans to walk up right now and defend himself on meeting Rogan ah. because he did the worst. And by the way, he does that every fucking time.
time he meets someone, like, did you see Chris Farley? You know what he said to fucking Shane Gillis on Fully Loaded? No. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, everyone's getting in the bus. And Shane goes, yeah, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. And he goes, fine, we'll leave you. No one will fucking care about you. And just walks away. <laughs> well, he's a pedophile. Uh, we'll never begin to understand. All right. Cold beer into Shane Gillis's room. Yep. Thanks for sharing our hangover with us. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you guys for doing Red Rocks with me last night. It was it a was, fucking blast. Thank Incredible. You. Thanks for having Next year, same date, Red Rocks. Comedy. Boom. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.